This is issue three of Paradigm Academy, Feels Bad Kids. On the cover, a Jerry Springer-style talk show scene, with R. Richard Reiser as the host. The team is seated on stage looking sullen, bookended by ephemeral and technohack. The tagline reads, I'm a teen hero, but I have issues too. We see a panel of the five of you gathered in the parade fields. You each received messages either from Ephemeral or from Technohack, letting you guys know that you they wanted to meet with you guys in the parade field. In the background, we see the sun is kind of lingering a little lower in the sky. It's almost nighttime, or it's almost dusk, not quite dusk, it's probably like 4 or 5 p.m. And we we get a couple of panels of just everyone's faces after this three weeks time skip that we've gone through to get to this point. So we see a, a panel of Hamilton's face. And before you describe what your face looks like, I'd like for you to first tell me one interesting thing that you've done during the three week time skip. And then I'd like for you to read your love letter. Hamilton would have really been thinking about himself and who he is as a person because he's been overindulging a little too much. And after he remembers all the stuff that happened that just because he was busy doing what he likes to do, his friends could have got hurt. So he's trying to decide whether or not he needs to get rid of the bugs or not. He's probably removed half of them from, from his room. We see a couple of panels from just like a first person perspective from Hamilton's point of view of like deciding which bugs he wants to keep, which bugs he wants to get rid of. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and read your love letter? Dear Hamilton, while your friends were fighting bad guys, you were at a concert. Why didn't you run after them and make sure that they were all right? Is that how a hero acts? Is that how a leader acts? Either way, you have some serious thinking to do. Roll plus savior on a 10 plus choose two on a seven to nine choose one you meet one of the alumni of paradigm academy on campus visit and you are inspired by a stirring speech of heroism who is the hero and what is their speech about uh shift savior up and one other label down you practice some tactics with the team and develop a new maneuver you can use uh, in battle what is it add another team to the pool at the start of this mission you spend some time in a quiet contemplation and discover a new form you can take tell us what it is and mark potential on a miss, you encounter a complication while using your powers and injure someone on campus badly. Who are they and how badly did you hurt them? Mark guilty and shift freak up and save your down. Love, all welder. Ah, oh, shit. That hurts. Like I said, some of these are going to be tough love letters, so buckle up, kids. Ah, oh, fuck, I got a five. His name was Menagerie, and we were uh, we were kind of like not necessarily sparring, but goofing off and and using because he uh, Menagerie can shapeshift, kind of like kind of similar to me as well. So that's why we wanted to test out, you know, what we could do and stuff. And I uh, I transformed into my my tarantula hawk and accidentally stabbed him with the stinger and caused the toxin to enter his body, and it not only paralyzed, but racked him in pain for quite some time. So mark guilty and shift freak up and save your down. And then why don't you tell us what Hamilton looks like in his close-up panel? Extreme sadness. Everyone's usually seeing Hamilton smile and, and you know, laugh and have a good time, but he's been he's been dour. He just walks around with his head down. He doesn't even tie his hair back anymore, so now it just kind of covers his face, his dreads, 
And uh, he's not using his roller skates to get around. He's just walking. Uh, so I think Cece spent a lot of time hiding out in Technohack's office slash lab. And as we know, Technohack mentors a team of brains. And as a team building activity, she assigned a hackathon to them to build a um, high durability, multi-purpose uh, reconnaissance drone. And since Cece was just kind of moping around, they roped her in to help do the testing on the high durability part of the drones. Um, so she spent a weekend just smashing up a bunch of their drones until they found one that uh, she could not smash. It was great. Ooh, okay, exciting. So we see, so we see a couple of panels of uh, Technohack's lab with her, with her brain trust. I think that's what she calls them, the brain trust. They're they're like all diligently working and building building these these drones, and then every once in a while we just get a panel of of CC smashing one one, and then finally we see one where she punches it and uh, it doesn't shatter immediately as she makes contact with it, and there's like. And an 80s style, like everyone thumbs up, excited. And then we cut to Cece's face in present. But first, read that love letter. Dear Cece, or should I say C1C1, the world is a pretty terrifying place now that your face has been plastered all over the news after your fight with the Iron Enforcer. The people who turned you into the spying machine have to know where you are, and they must be looking for you. But even with all of this tech inside you, you feel less like a dangerous weapon and more like a scared little girl. Roll plus mundane. On a 10 plus, choose two. On a 7 to 9, choose one. You have a heart to heart with one of the adult heroes on campus who shares their own story of doubting themselves. Who was it and what was their story? Take influence over them. You are faced with a dangerous situation and you tackle it head on without flinching. What happened and how did you help? Shift danger up and any other label down. You spend some time training. You won't be caught off guard again. Tell us how you trained. Mark potential. Onimus, the fear of knowing the shadowy organization that made you this way is out there has become so overwhelming that you've become paranoid and lashed out at a student or member of the faculty you suspected was working for them. Who was it? Mark afraid and shift your mundane up and your danger down. With love, Dr. GM. That's a four! Well, logically it follows, since Technohack is able to, you know, upload shit to my system and make changes to my system, she's probably working with them. So yeah, I uh, definitely, after like, you know, becoming more and more paranoid, lashed out at Technohack. Yeah, I think that even as we're seeing those panels of the drone building contest, we see CeCe's face becoming increasingly more concerned. Like, is she just doing this to test me? And there's probably there's probably like it- little italic like dot bubbles. Yep. And fi- and finally, we just see a scene of you like screaming at her and storming off. So, what does CeCe's face look like right now? Considering that Techno Hack is one of the people that summoned you guys here. Cece looks worried, but like she's trying to keep a strong face, but it's clear that she's scared more than anything. And there are dark circles under her eyes. She has not been sleeping. Michael feels terrible about his part in Crime Club. He has been basically brown nosing to ephemeral. He doesn't like the idea of somebody in a position of power like that being mad at him. So he has basically been hanging around ephemeral. If she's got like office hours, he's there like offering to help. He's basically gone full teacher's pet. Dear Michael, you've been playing it fast and loose lately. 
You say you want to be a hero, but when your friends needed you, you were hanging out at a concert. And there was, of course, that whole breaking out of Paradigm Academy thing. It's time to decide. Are you a good boy? Or a bad boy? Roll plus danger. On a 10 plus pick 2, on a 7 to 9 pick 1, you come to the realization that one of your teammates might not have your best interest at heart. Who is it, and what happened to make you realize this? Take influence over you away from that teammate. You did a good deed that solidified your good boy image. What was it? Raise your mundane up and lower your danger. And you had a heart-to-heart -heart with an adult who helped you learn from your mistakes. Who was it? Mark Potential. On a miss, you have an altercation with one of your allies that has created lasting effects. Who was it and what happened? If they have influence over you, take it from them. Mark Guilty and shift danger up and mundane down. With love, your GM. And that's a whopping five. I'm torn on this one. I want to say it's CC just based off of the relationship they've built up so far, but I think it would actually end up being Charlie. Michael's guilt is like started boiling over on him as he's had this time thinking about it. Like he blames Charlie for basically like not really corrupting him, but he thinks that she's a bad influence. So I think like one of the times that we had, not therapy, but our group hangout sessions, as ephemeral has called them. We were doing some sort of exercise, team building, like trust falls type of stuff. Something went wrong between the two of them, and I think Michael just, like, exploded on Charlie, uh, just, like, berating her. Uh, he probably even, like, cussed. He doesn't actually do that very often, but I think he would have, like, I don't know, he probably called her a bitch or something, like, really rude and out of character for him. We see the panels of Michael kind of being the little brown-nosing teacher's pet, trying to be a real good boy, and we can kind of see from, like, small indications in his, like, facial expressions that there's this guilt and frustration that's boiling up under the surface, and finally we get to the panel of this uh, this altercation during a hangout, and Michael just explodes on Charlie and storms off with Sparky kind of slowly slinking away behind him. Okay, and what does Michael's face look like at this point, gathered in the parade field with everyone on the team in his close-up shot? It's, like, 50-50 on just, like, utter sadness and disappointment in himself, and the other half is just, like, guilt, and, like, he doesn't like what's going on. Like, this is not what he thought he was signing up for when he was becoming a hero. I think this actually might play really well into why Michael blew up at Charlie, but Charlie likes to explore, like hidden and like weird places so she's been in that cave on the side of the island for a while trying to find the old potential uh, entrance to like that underground area beneath zenith bay and if it's cool with you i'd like to say that she invited michael to do this with her and he was just like no we're gonna get in trouble and then that's why they had this big fight and at the end she was just kind of like okay Fuck you, dude. And, uh, yeah, she's just been spending a lot of time in the cave. Yeah, that is, uh, definitely in line with what Michael would have been doing. He is very much pulled himself back from the rest of the team right now. 
All right, so we see a couple of panels of Charlie hanging out in the cave, and then uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't you read that love letter there? Dear Charlie, you are cool as a cucumber. Nothing seems to shake you. So let's just have some fun, shall we? Roll plus freak. On a ten plus, choose two. On a seven to nine, choose one. You impress another student on campus with your abilities, and the, and they invite you to the pier. Who are they, and what happened at the pier? Don't leave anything out. Shift mundane up and freak down. You discover something new that you didn't realize you could do with your powers. Tell us what it is and mark potential. You lead the whole team on a crazy prank. What was the prank? Does anyone know it was you guys who did it? Add plus one or add one additional team to the pool at the start of this session. On a miss, you lose control of your powers in a public place and in front of your sister Liz. People haven't stopped talking about it. What happened to make you lose control? Mark insecure and shift mundane down and freak up. With love, your GM. Hey, that's a seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after the whole fight with Michael, I'm definitely not leading the whole team on a crazy prank. So I'm going to go with I impressed another student on campus with my abilities. God, I need to come up with another student. Do you need a suggestion? Sure. I have an NPC I've never gotten to throw into a game yet named uh, Bullfrog is his hero name. He has, uh, like, frog powers, but also a really hard head, so he, like, jumps really good and just rams his head into stuff. And his actual name is Jeremiah. Okay, so tell us so tell us about your your date at the pier with Jeremiah the bullfrog. We got like some food and stuff and like had a good time doing that. We played some like I imagine there's like an arcade on the pier, so we played some like arcade games. As the night started to wind down, we both were kind of like showing off our powers again. Jeremiah can jump really freaking high, and it was actually really impressive. And then uh I think I found out um, whether or not his tongue can extend like a frog, but I'm not going to say whether or not it can. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we, so we, we, I think we fade, I think we fade on that, that fateful kiss on the pier and uh, we cut to uh, Charlie's face in the present. What does Charlie look like gathered in the parade field with the uh, rest of the team? <laughs> I think that, um, She's just pointedly, like, she looks kind of, like, she looks fine, maybe even a little bit, like, happy to be back together with everyone else, but she's very pointedly not looking at Michael. So, very uncomfortable all around. Good times. Well, that leaves, that leaves one last, uh, one last person. What was, what was Quinn up to over the past three weeks? I'm going to say that I have been, like, throwing myself into studying, like, my... Uh, uh, the prophecy and my doom and my powers, and I've been like really pulling the help of the the old dead witch at the haunted house, and she has just like helped me out a ton. All right, so so we see some panels of you hanging out in a house with a with a ghost witch, and uh, go ahead and read that love letter. After the rush you experienced the night you broke out of Paradigm Academy and beat up Snatch and Tangent. You couldn't help but delve back into experimenting with your powers. It just felt like old times, maybe even better. But as you well know, this is dangerous territory. Roll plus danger on a 10 plus pick two, on a 7 to 9 pick one. I got a six. Okay. 
On a miss, something goes terribly wrong. You glimpse a future where your doom has arrived. Tell us what that future looks like and and fill your doom track marking another doom sign. Con amor, su GM. Yeah, it actually did say that. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, when I quote-unquote lose control, it's basically I become overwhelmed with this this like fire inside. I, I have this desire to basically take control of everything. I want to control everything. I want to, I want to own the world. And it's this intoxicating confidence that Quinn doesn't normally have. And it's absolutely horrifying. And it, it actually changes like how she looks because her skin becomes black and it kind of develops these cracks where underneath you can see the fire kind of roiling. And so I imagine that there's just these huge swaths of scorched earth where everything is just completely destroyed and the buildings have been demolished. What's left of them is just burning husks. What we would sort of recognize as Quinn sits atop one of the tallest buildings on a throne made of of molten stone as she looks out over her wasteland kingdom. And we get it we get a tight shot of potential future Quinn and then we cut to present day Quinn. What is what is the look on uh, Quinn's face as she is gathered here with the rest of the team? So is this something where it's like later or is this did this just happen let's let's say that this uh, that the stuff from the from your love letters happened like in the middle of the three weeks it's, it didn't happen like just recently but it's it's had time to stew i'm going to say that she definitely looks like uh like anxious she looks kind of a little bit more reserved um she kind of had this thing where it's like things were going well and then all of a sudden they weren't and like that instability is kind of getting to her. We get now a, f- a full shot of the uncomfortable group all gathered, and uh, we see Ephemeral and Technohack walking up to you guys. Uh, both both dress pretty casually. Uh, this is this is like I'm going to say this is like this is like a Saturday. It's their day off. They haven't been teaching or doing anything. Technohack is kind of wearing like a like a casual. A casual blouse and a skirt, and uh, ephemeral is like is wearing like capri pants and a, and a, and a t shirt. And uh, as they walk up, uh, there's like a, there's like a moment of pause of just them standing there looking at the rest of the group, and then uh, techno hack kind of claps her hands together and says, "Well, uh, I'm glad that you all could could join us here. Does anybody want to clear the air before we continue?" I'm good. Cece just crosses her arms and is just like staring daggers. Michael shakes his head now while side eyeing over towards Charlie. Oh, she's looking back at him. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton just kind of shrugs as he looks down at the ground with his uh, with his hair kind of covering his covering his face. Okay, I guess Quinn is going to kind of like look around at the group, and she's just going to be like. I saw the end of the world again, so nothing new, I guess. But both te- both Technohack and Ephemeral just kind of nod, unequipped to deal with the fact that you saw the end of the worlds. 
I want to point out that uh, Hamilton is not wearing his normal uh, his normal getup. He is now in a pair of jeans, and he actually has on sneakers, and he has a tie dye t shirt on. So he he's very not himself. Hamilton wearing closed toed shoes is how you know something is wrong with him. This awkward silence perfectly describes how the team is fe- feeling right now. Ephemeral said, Ephemeral kind of leans in and says. Well, um, we can talk ab- I don't- I'm not- Uh, so anyway, uh, I've been talking to Technohack here, and, uh, we've been kind of, uh, collaborating on the piece of tech that you guys brought back when you kind of ditched us and- and ran away from the school. Do you remember that? Michael's eyes just go down to the ground. Anyway, um, and we finally figured out what it is. And we wanted to share that information with you, as well as a kind of special surprise. You guys look like you could use a special surprise. Uh, so yeah, come, come, come with us. Come on. And Ephemeral just kind of, kind of leaps forward and start and starts running. And then Technohack kind of lingers back, and uh, she look, she looks over at CC with like a concerned look on her face and, and kind of a sad one and then turns back and starts walking. So eventually you guys arrive in the science wing of the of Paradigm Academy and you enter into Technohack's lab. Cece is very familiar with this place. She spent a lot of time here prior to exploding on Technohack. As you guys make your way into the into the lab, uh, you see several of the uh, like a pile of the destroyed drones that the Brain Trust had been working on previously. Technohack kind of walks over to a wall and opens up a panel and punches in a code, and uh, a door that you hadn't seen before kind of slides open to reveal a darkened room. Hi folks, it's your old pal Tony Rex Dakota here. Do you ever get tired of the same old routine? Get up, get the kids to school, and then fight crime as a dinosaur until it's time to pick them up? Me neither! But even a 20 foot tall tyrant lizard needs to take a break and spend a night unwinding now and then. But how many times have you gone out to try and do just that only to be caught up in some supervillain's evil schemes? So if you want to avoid that this weekend, come on down to Jurassic Park and watch Apex City's only full-service drive-in theater. And by full-service, I mean there's window-side ordering for snacks, holographic closed captioning, and always at least one superhero on staff. Me! That's right, folks. Your old friend Tony Rex makes it a point to attend every screening. We do a kaiju double feature every Saturday, kids under 12 get a free ice cream, and every first Friday is viewer's choice. This month was Tammy and the T-Rex, starring Denise Richards, and folks, that movie was horribly inaccurate. The thing didn't even have feathers. Jurassic Park and Wash, located just off Route 3 in beautiful Apex City. It's a roaring good time. Ephemeral kind of stands there next to Technohack and says, Come on, guys, it's just in here. You want to turn on the lights? They'll turn on when you enter the room. It's like energy-saving technology. I'm just going to go in. Calico storms in, uh, or very kind of like pensively, not really storms in, but like just kind of head down, not even paying attention to what everyone else is 
talking about just walks into the room and the lights begin to flicker on and you see a pretty like elaborate setup of monitors and computers and there's what looks like several ca- several couches and uh, like a like a small small like refrigerator like kitchen area this is not something that you guys have seen before in the school and CC doesn't even recognize this place. She's never been in here before. What is this? Um, so Ephemeral and I have been talking, and we've decided to take you under our collective wings. I already have two moms. Well, great. You've got two more then. <laughs> Doesn't Isn't that great? We know that times have been tough with all of the the Iron Enforcer, and some of the things that have gone on over the past couple of weeks with you all. In, like, the middle of the sentence, Cece just, like, storms past her into this room since Calico has already proved that it's relatively safe. It's all, like, the the things that have happened in the last couple of weeks is when Cece's just like, I'm done listening to this, and just... And uncharacteristically for Technohack, she's kind of stumbling over her words, finding it difficult to say to say what she's trying to say. And Ephemeral just like rushes in behind you guys, and we see like a a full page panel of the room now, and Ephemeral with her arms outstretched, and she's shouting, "We built you guys a base!" What do you What do you mean by base? I mean, isn't this your room? Technically, it's supposed it was the lounge for the science department, but. Most of the science department don't actually live on the island, so it's pretty much exclusively been my kind of spot to hang out between classes, which I don't really need because I'm almost constantly at work on something. So it wasn't really being used, so we decided to upgrade it and create something for you guys to work towards as a team if you still want to do that. I like this idea. This this could this could be this, this could be something good. Tammy's and I then. Come on, guys. Things things are rough, but we you know we have to make ourselves feel better because if we're not going to do it, no one else will. So this this could be a a good a good thing for us. Michael looks down at Sparky, and as Sparky walks into the base, Michael just kind of shrugs and follows him after. He's like, yeah, I mean. I I guess if we're like we're gonna be doing good now, right? Like not messing up anymore. Charlie rolls her eyes at that. Ephemeral looks at you and says, "Well, yeah, that's that's the plan." So we uh, we have one other surprise for you guys. You're off probation, surprise! Finally, we're not in trouble anymore. No, no, you're not. We've talked it over with with Paradigm, and we felt like you guys being stuck on the island has gotten everyone a little stir crazy. And you need your times, your time to go and be kids. I mean, we have we have the pier and everything, but it's not it's not enough. You guys need to be able to be out in the world. And uh, so, yeah, you are free to come and go from the island as you please. Is the kitchen fully stocked? Yeah, we see a panel of Quinn making her way into the kitchen and open refrigerators. It's fully stocked with like drinks and and everyone, you know, you know how ephemeral knows everyone snacks. There's fresh fruit for Quinn in there. There's all sorts of snacks and stuff for you guys. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, this the the kitchen is stocked for you guys. Uh, it's not like a full kitchen. There's not like a range or anything. There's a microwave and a sink and stuff. You know, it's like a like a hotel kitchen sort of deal. It's not intended for you guys to actually live here. This is just going to be like a this is going to be a hangout spot and uh, you know team team base sort of thing. Hamilton, uh, after hearing that he's off probation, he uh, he's gonna walk over to CC and be like, "Hey, CC." Um, so I wanted, I wanted to ask, I, I have, there's, there's a place back where I come from. That's one of my favorite places, uh, serves really, really good. I guess you, I guess here we call it tea, but, uh, yeah, I would like to take you there someday soon. Uh, Cece looks very caught off guard because she is exhausted. <laughs> uh, but like blushes a little bit and says, "Uh, sure, that would be fun." Yeah, yeah, it is. They uh, sometimes they have uh, they have acrobats and uh, they they kind of fly around the 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 rafters and everything. And they also um, they have this uh, this angel like thing that is painted on the wall. And sometimes it'll it'll kind of come out of the wall in like a hologram kind of thing. It's it's neat. <clears throat> Oh no! Oh no! He's gonna kind of like walk away because he realized now that the people here, he's just gonna kind of go be alone in the kitchen. We see a panel of Techno Hack kind of being the the doting mother figure, like like fawning over the fact that you know that Cece got asked down on a date, and we see Ephemeral kind of scratching her head and looking and looking confused. I never pictured them as a couple. She she mutters to Techno Hack. Uh, when Hamilton retreats into the kitchen, Michael is already in there. Lean back against the countertop. Uh, he is waiting on the first hot pocket to come out of the microwave. He's already making use of that. He, like, looks over to him as he walks in and he's like, that didn't go good. Yeah, I know. Not a lot of things go good. Michael, like, looks awkwardly around and he's like, that sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about it or do you want a hot pocket you've uh you've talked about hot pockets a lot and, and i see you eating them a lot yeah i'll definitely i'll definitely give one a shot i've never had one before so like right around that time michael pulls his out of the microwave uh burns his hand a little bit and then like puts one in for hamilton thanks so are we gonna talk about it about what about the fact that like Everybody seems to to be a little fucked up. I uh, I left you and Cece when I was supposed to be there with you, and I'm sorry for that. You didn't leave us. Well, I, I kind of abandoned you. At least I feel like I do. We ran away. I know, but I should have been there with you, and, and I'm real sorry. Uh, Hamilton will kind of uh, start tearing up a little bit. Hey, Hamilton, can you can you read minds? Yeah. You can? Yeah. From how far? I've never really tested a distance. Okay, so, like, fairly close. Can you see into the future? Um, I don't think so. Now, are you meaning, like, if I read a mind and they see in the future, do I see? I I, I'm confused. I mean, like, is that one of your powers, to see into the future? No, no, just just changing and, and stuff. Then you're not responsible for what we do. We ran away, and we took care of ourselves. 
y'all did such a great job too. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault that shit happened. It's not your fault that we ran away. And it's not your fault that we were away from the group. We ran away. Thanks. So I'm not sure which which move or if or if it's both moves that triggered, but it sounds like Quinn is trying to comfort or support, and it sounds like Hamilton may have shared a vulnerability or weakness. Yeah, I got a four. Hey, Mark Potential. So I imagine that it's more like that that four is representative of the fact that it's basically just like, can you read minds? And it's like, I have no idea what you're asking. Can you read minds? When you share vulnerability or weakness with someone, they tell you what you should do to fit in more. Take plus one forward to do it and mark potential if you do. And and I do feel like I shared a vulnerability or weakness. He would make eye contact with Quinn and be like, how, how do I... How do I be more like more like you? You did so great. You don't want to be like me. But you were you were strong and you were courageous. I how do how do I how do I I don't blend. I don't I don't go well with anyone really. Do any of us? Well, I don't know. Don't beat yourself up. If you really want to fit in, the best thing to do is to just not try. I mean, that's what humans do. I imagine that there's this moment where I'm just going to like sit on the counter and I'm just going to like look around everybody else and I'm going to be like, okay, who's next? I mean, Hamilton's kind of right. We didn't really like work together. I didn't follow you guys and like, I mean, I couldn't even find you or do anything. I mean, I feel kind of bad about like even being on the team. Like you all have cool, awesome powers, and I've got and he, like, points over to his backpack sitting on the ground by the door. He's like, a car battery and some chain? I mean, it's like, anybody could do that, right? Do you want to know where my power comes from? Some kind of super cool something? I was cursed by a Mayan god. That's why it's so hard for me to control it. Because now he basically lives inside my head. And every time that I use my powers, I run the risk of him coming out and destroying everything and hurting all of you. And and it's everything that I have to not do that. And every time that I use my powers, I'm scared that I'm going to, to have a repeat of what happened. And it's happened and it's happened again. And yeah, you don't have any powers, but you're the smartest person on the team. And I mean, most of us who have powers, at least I speak for myself and maybe Cece, we don't want our powers. We wish we could be normal. None of us feel like we belong. I mean, at least you all are superheroes. I'm just a kid. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. No, I wanted, I didn't, I didn't want to invalidate what you were saying. I lo- I just, you don't need powers to be a hero. You don't need powers to save someone's life, and you don't need powers to be great. I mean, there are plenty of superheroes who don't have any powers, and we love them. And there are plenty of people with superpowers who do horrible things with them. And you have something that they don't. Well, if that mind god ever tries to come out of you, I'll I'll kick his butt. He's he's not going to hurt you. I got your back. I'm glad. Okay, there's a lot of things that were triggered during that. Um, so it sounds like you both shared a vulnerability or weakness and were both trying to comfort or support. I feel like my vulnerability or weakness 
was already basically resolved. Ask them to confirm or deny that you should be here. Uh, if they confirm it, which I feel like Quinn did, mark potential and give them influence over you. When you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, give them influence over you and ask if they honestly think there's hope for you. If they say yes, mark potential or clear one box of your doom track. If they say no, mark a condition or mark your doom track. I'm going to say that it sounded like he said that there was hope for me when he was just like, if that Mayan god gives you trouble, I'll kick his ass. Why don't you, Michael, why don't you uh, shift Quinn's labels? Based off of the way the conversation went, uh, Michael would be trying to shift Quinn's probably danger down and savior up because he's saying you're an actual superhero You're and we'll stop you from doing anything that's going to put people in danger, basically. That makes sense to me. So Michael and Hamilton... And I guess me, CC, Charlie. I don't have a problem except with the fact that Michael yelled at me for no reason. Michael, like we get a shot of his face and like his jaw tenses up. He's like looking down at the ground and he's like, "I, sorry, I've been, I've been going through a lot and just I feel like you haven't been the best influence and." I don't know. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to keep doing bad stuff. I don't think that I do bad stuff, but if you think that I do, then that's, that's on you. No, I'm not saying bad, like bad, bad, but like you break rules and stuff and like heroes are supposed to follow rules, aren't we? I don't think so. I mean, like if the rule is good, then sure. But if the rule is like unjust or unfair, then fuck it. She's got a point. It sounds to me like Michael is trying to shift your labels and he has influence over you. Sounds to me like a mundane up and a danger down. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Well, I'm going to try and reject that because I don't like this message. So that's an eight. Um, I'm going to shift one label up and one label down my choice. I'm going to do superior up, danger down. Because I think that what how Charlie is understanding what Michael is trying to say is that like she's like a problem and like dangerous kind of like to the team because she rebels and she thinks that she isn't and that her way is better because she can understand when rules are bad and need to be broken. Techno hack just kind of looks at CC with kind of with kind of sad eyes and then looks away. And goes over to the computer and starts doing some work on the computer. Cece? Yeah? You've been really quiet. Well, I figured it was better to hold my tongue while Michael was talking about how great it is that we have powers. And I just don't have much to add. Do you want to talk about it? We're a team. Yeah. And because we're a team, I don't feel like you all should know my past. But if we know your past, we can help We can help you do whatever. And... What exactly is whatever here? I mean, like, if you want to, if you want to just let it out, like, we're here, you can vent. If you want us to, if there's, like, something bad, maybe we can help you get, like, grow through it and grow past it. Or, I don't know, like, we can protect you from it. You know that I always have your back. Yeah, I know you all have my back. I just don't feel like you need to know every little thing about my past. So next time one of you gets angry at me, you can pull it out and re-traumatize me. Fair. See, Charlie gets it. You don't have to share if you don't want to, but if we don't know how to help, then we can't. 
just keep being my friends and being my team. Is that all you wanted to talk about? Is that all that's like happened? Look, you all already heard me blow up when we got back. I don't want to go back to where I came from. That idea scares me. Okay. So are there people looking for you? I mean, I agree with Charlie that if they're bad, you break it. So probably. I mean, they want to take you back to wherever. Probably. Okay. So do we know what they look like? Nope. Do we know? Do they have powers? Do we know? Can't tell you anytime I think about it, my head splits. Okay. Just like, leave it for now. If she wants to talk about it, she'll talk about it. Michael, this Hot Pocket is delicious. Yeah, those are the best, the best ones. They're, they're pizza flavored. I completely understand why you like them. I wonder if the butterscotch pudding would go on it good. There are butterscotch pudding cups in the refrigerator. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take a dunk. I'm gonna dunk nope, it in and take a nope. bite. Michael smacks it out of his hand. If I have to directly engage a threat, I will fucking do it. That sounds like a directly engage. It, it, well, does it matter if I let it happen? It matters if he hits or not. That's a miss. Wait, wait, just a second. Sparky gives me a plus one. That's a seven. Sparky helps me prevent this culinary abomination. Like, I knock it out of his hand. Sparky picks it up in his mouth and just, like, runs off with it. This would have been delicious! Hamilton, that's a bad food idea. I had a conversation with my dad about those. We're not supposed to have those anymore. My tummy got really upset. It was not a good night. I'll t- I'll take your word on it. I mean, this is the guy that eats bugs. I mean, his he probably has different taste buds than we do. You should let him try it. I mean, let bugs me are it. one thing, but this is gross. When she talks about eating the bugs, Hamilton will like visibly kind of like clam up and uh, kind of avoid that talk. Do any of us notice that? I feel like we would notice that. Oh yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's very visible. So like, if yeah. In a room filled with awkward tension, it's just a drop in the bucket, but it still creates enough ripples for us to notice. I mean, plus if we know about the the accidental stinger thing. Oh yeah, that that probably would have been at least the the school, the children and the kids and everybody. They would have probably talked about it and rumors spread and stuff like that. So I, I'm 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 pretty positive that that everybody knows about that. Hamilton, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine. Did your bugs die? No, I, I, I let them go. Wait, you let why? Maybe this isn't the best place to talk about that. Okay. I think we should all go get cookies. <gasps> I wonder what those taste like. Techno Hack kind of pipes up and says, Cookies sound great, but uh before you guys go, there is the matter of the piece of tech that you all brought here. I didn't want to butt into your conversation. Oh yeah, didn't want to cut cut away, take take away from that. Um, so yeah, the uh, the piece of tech that you all brought to us is uh, apparently some sort of applicator that has been created to use for a material called matter oscillating recombination factor or morph. Uh, it is a highly volatile substance that is used to basically it's a type of scientific alchemy to turn one piece of matter into a different piece of matter. It's currently in an experimental stage, but if it was to fall into the wrong hands, needless to say, 
it could be very bad. Well, then I guess it was good that Quinn and I were there. Yes, it's very good and very, very lucky that the two of you were there. What What do you plan on doing with this? Well, we can't very well return it to the place where it was stolen from because it would not... Clearly, they don't have the proper security measures in place, so we're going to be keeping it here where it will be safe. And she kind of walks over to the wall and you see that there's like a very high-tech safe uh, in the wall and she kind of pin you know, puts it, puts in a code and she sees she like thumbprint, retinal scan, every, like all the, the whole nine. And finally the safe opens and she places it inside and closes the safe. So are we like that place is still has more of that stuff, right? According to our research, this is the only experimental piece of tech that is used for the, for the morph formula, but there is information on their hard drive that that could be used to create new pieces of technology so shouldn't we stop people from getting that if they can take that they can take all the other stuff right yes and that's why we are going to be so here's where the whole uh breaking rules that need to be broken thing comes in oh charlie has the biggest smile on her face right now Michael has the biggest look of horror on his face right now. We are going to need to wipe their hard drives of any regarding this piece of technology. Now, when we say wipe their hard drives, do we mean like, and I'm going to kind of like motion to techno hack and I guess like Michael's the smart one in the group. So I'm going to like motion to them and I'm going to be like, like actually wipe it or like and then i'm going to kind of like motion to to like me and cc and be like like wipe it so the thing about hacking into a system and wiping the hard drive is that there is always going to be a digital footprint if the database is not destroyed unequivocally there is always a chance that the information that we have removed will be able to be recovered okay sounds like it's pretty straightforward so yeah, um, unfortunately, that means that your first official mission is going to be breaking into and destroying their server farm. So are we like trying to make this look like an accident or are we trying to make this look like villains did it? Dealer's choice. Cool. Villain sounds like more fun. CC says to Charlie. Yeah, it does. Fist bump. <laughs> Ephemeral notices the look, the look of horror on Michael's face and says, "Oh yeah, he's actively shifting in place now. He has literally gotten his skin crawling." Yeah, she kind of she puts her hand on your shoulder and she says, "I don't like this any more than you do." But Techno Hack talked me through it. She's way smarter than me, and uh, she she seems pretty convinced that this tech is bad stuff. Even if it's made for the right reasons, if bad people can get a hold of it, it can go real bad. So I just I just want you to remember that this is absolutely dangerous, but you are still doing the right thing. And she is going to attempt to shift your labels. She's going to attempt to shift your savior up and your danger down. He wants to feel like he's doing good. So if an adult's telling me he's doing good, then yeah, he'll he'll go with it. That was uh, Savior Up and Danger Down? Yeah, Savior Up and Danger Down. 
Techno Hat kind of smiles and says, "All right, I think there was a plan for cookies or something." So everyone everyone begins to file out of the out of the base. Even like I think I think Quinn Quinn goes out the door, and then Ephemeral kind of pushes past everyone and run, and follows Quinn out the door, and then everyone else begins to file out of the door, and all that's left is Techno Hack and Cece. So 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 we have Cece and Techno Hack in a room. I think like so is Techno Hack still just like sitting on the computer. Uh no, she's she's kind of standing just just outside or just inside the doorway like what she was she was waiting for you to follow the rest of the group out the, out of the base and then she notices that you didn't leave and she just kind of looks at you uncomfortably. Uh CC like opens her mouth and closes her mouth and then like her eyes kind of well up with tears a little bit and she says, "Am I doing the right thing by not telling them?" There's there's a, like a soft sigh from Techno Hack as she's been waiting for you to actually talk to her since the last time you guys spoke. I think you're the only person who can decide that. If it's the right thing for you, then it's the right thing. It's not going to be easy opening up those old wounds, and I wouldn't do it lightly. But they are your team, and you should feel comfortable confiding in them. But that's only on your own terms, not what everyone else decides they want to know. Uh, like, like we get that panel of CC starting to cry a little bit, and she's just like, it's just, it's easy with you because you, you see the whole system. You, I, I don't know where the system ends and where I begin, and at least you see both. So I don't know how to let them in when I don't know who I am, and all I see are enemies around me. I think Technohack kind of puts her hands out like she like she's going she's going to go hug you and then she recoils a little bit cuz she's not sure if it's okay she's kind of like paused in that awkward like do i do i give her a hug don't i give her a hug sort of stance uh, so like cc like wipes her eyes a little bit and nods all right she goes she goes in and gives you a hug and she says i will always see the whole picture you are who you are not what is in you um so Cookies, yeah. Yes, cookies. Um, there is a kind of there's a uh, like a like a boop tone on the television that hadn't been on before, but suddenly kicks on. There, you get the. This is a message from the emergency broadcast system. It kind of pops over to like live uh, television feed. And uh, you see a local reporter, R. Richard Reiser, who says, This is R. Richard Reiser live on the scene as aliens are invading Zenith Bay. Hello. I'm here to record an episode of Meeting of Masterminds. Oh, I guess I'll just step into this booth. Oh, there's a script here. And don't mind if I do. Paradigm Academy is produced, edited, and GM'd by Thomas Fleming. He can be found on Twitter, at DorksideVO. Cece is played by Caitlin Cornell. She can be found on Twitter, at SuperCaitlin1. Hamilton is played by DJ Giles. He can be found on Twitter, at DogDuda. Charlie is played by Vanessa Haas. She can be found on Twitter, at AlpacaMyBooks. Queen is played by Weaver Randolph. She can be found on Twitter at a uh, underscore apocalypse. 
Michael is played by Andy Stade. He can be found on Twitter at AndyLion92. You can find us on Twitter at ParadigmePod1 or on Patreon at patreon.com slash papod. We'd like to thank the following people for becoming new patrons. Ooh, exciting! Anthony Sheets, Caitlin, hmm, that sounds familiar, and Polly Ryan. Thank you so much for your support. Did you enjoy the ad for Jurassic Park and Watch? Well, then you should check out our friends from Apex City, a fellow Masks actual play. They can be found on Twitter, at ApexCityCast. Our theme music is Super Power Cool Dude by Kevin MacLeod. Masks, A New Generation is a tabletop role-playing game created by Brendan Conway and distributed by Magpie Games. So he's but but he's he's super studly. He's like the frog prince. He's like the, the, the yeah, frog he's, prince. he's like a really hot frog. You know, like oh, Kermit. No. You know, like the kind of frog where you look at him and you're like, I think I'm gonna fuck that frog. Feelings <laughs> <laughs> like are relatable to me okay, right okay, now. Do that in Hamilton's dad's voice. Do that in Hamilton's dad's voice. <laughs> You know, the kind where you look at them and you're just like, I think I'm going to fuck that frog. <laughs> so is your goal tonight just to mentally traumatize at least one of us? Oh my God. Oh yeah. Cause you're, you're getting, like you're getting there.